Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Hello, hello, and merhaba. Welcome to episode 56 of the Lions Den, a Galsaray podcast done by the community for the community. I'm your host, Emre, and alongside me is Salih. Yes, sir. A duo yet again. Salih, I would play a special song for the moment, but I don't know what kind of music Dutch people are known for. It's not like uh, Mexican music, Scottish people with their bagpipes. Or Arabian music, you know? <laughs> so, like, what kind of uh, music Dutch people have in common, bro? Like, what do you guys listen to? Bro, it's mostly, like, techno, art style. I mean, we have pretty famous DJs all over the world. You should know a few like names. Like Martin Garrix. Yeah, I yeah, know, exactly. no, I know them, but, like, what is your, cultural like, trademark music? music? Yeah, cultural. Like, for example, <laughs> like, what do people know you for? Like, for example, like, I, you listened to the last podcast. I played rock and roll because when people think America, you know, rock and roll, America, mm-hmm. yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. When I think Dutch, I just think, like, I don't know. Are you guys just, like, basic? You guys don't have any uh, special music? <laughs> okay, so Dutch Dutch music or Dutch folk music, in a way, it's, it's really, uh, should I put it? It's not that known because it's really slow and to my to my ears, I really don't like it. It's not my thing. Uh, you could say that or carnival music, which again, is absolutely horrendous. Like hearing that 24-7 during carnival. Carnival music? Yes. Because, okay, it's not everywhere in the Netherlands actually, but here in the South, where uh, we have a majority of Catholics, uh, they do celebrate carnival. And the idea is actually that you... Just like how we have Ramazan Aya and afterwards you have like Sheker uh, Bayrama or Ramazan Bayrama, whatever you want to call it. With Christians, it's the other way around. So they first have to, pardon, they first party and then have to fast. However, you know, Europeans being Europeans, the fasting part has pretty much, you know, it's not really been done. But uh, the Catholics do like to party and dress up and shit. It's like Halloween, but a bit different. Um, Carnival. Yes. It's not a Brazilian carnival. Don't don't think about that. Like uh, beautiful ladies dance, etc. No, no. It's it's very kind of <laughs> looks kind of childish to a non-Westerner or a non-Catholic person. Well, yeah, you said it's <laughs> like uh, like Halloween, exactly. Where people dress up. So people, but then again, dress also, up. well, yeah, they also show their asses butt naked. You know. Yeah, but it's too like cold for that. Fifteen they- degrees. No, they don't care here, bro. It'll be like fifteen degrees. They'll still be like half naked here. Okay, of course, like Carnival, just like Halloween, there's a reason to go like uh, fully nuts and like not care. But again, it's, I mean, now that you say well, that. Brazil, in Brazil, it's hot, you know, you, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it kind of makes sense there, right? But it's like, I, when I see people dress up half naked in like 15 degree weather for uh, the Americans, the North Americans, that's like, what is it during October? It's like 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of damn cold, man. I don't know. John's probably like, "Yo, you guys are bitches." <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah, in he, Canada, he, man. They 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 go out with uh, shorts and a shirt during sixty degree weather. Oh, same over here, bro. The, the 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 minute like the sun hits at fifteen degrees, all the Dutchies suddenly go like shorts, sandals, everything. Well, me as a Turk, I still wear my hoodie usually until it hits a solid twenty twenty one. Then I start the you know slowly start uh, wearing polos and whatnot. Yeah, over here, I mean, during Carnival, it's like February. It's still, I would say, cold, but... That's even colder, I feel like. 
Well, at least here it gets pretty damn cold in it's February. It's still winter, but yeah, people, of course, they drink pretty much. That's the whole point of Carnival. You drink till you drop. Uh, therefore, you get pretty warm and uh, can live you know, without a coat and etc. But again, even though there's Carnival over here, I really don't like to bother with it because they're annoying people usually who just drink too much. Um, so I <laughs> prefer to stay at home or with like friends, etc. The remote place. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, the rest of the lads couldn't make it today, unfortunately, yet again. Uh, Summit and John are in Turkey. Hope they're uh, enjoying their stay there and they're listening to us. Uh, the rest of the lads couldn't make it, unfortunately. We're, we, we hope to see them next week, including you, Salih. Mm-hmm. You know? Or not next week, I suppose, but this weekend. Uh, we'll be talking about our 2-0 win against Istanbul Spore. But before that... We got some news, some recent events that we're going to talk to you about. Solid. do you have anything that you want me to start with? Anything in particular? Um, I think we could start with the most important one, which is that the TFF has confirmed that ah. it will continue its uh, foreigner limit. Yes. Um, yeah, big surprise, you could say. Like, unfortunately... Is it, did, though? Um, I didn't... Is look, it? I, I was hoping for the rule to be removed because... Due to this rule, yes, I do get the part that now because we have to use Turks, at least, you know, Turkish plays are being played. On the other hand, you also see like plays who are, you know, not deserved of a starting place playing. And it just makes selling plays harder. And in the end, even though, you know, we really love our club and want our club to prosper, let's like not kid ourselves. In the end, these plays are like dreaming to play for a club like Real Madrid, uh, let's say a Barca or in the Premier League. Right. And with this rule, it just becomes kind of difficult because if you're going to sell someone, how are you going to replace him, right? It's, it's difficult. Exactly. It's hard to find. Uh, well, first, let's tell them, whoop the people, what's going on. TFF mm-hmm. is sticking with the original rule, which is eight plus three. So eight foreigners on the, the, on the field and three on the bench, right, Sally? Um, that's how the rule works, right? You, I th- can you repeat that one once more? I think I think that's so correct. So eight on the field, right? You can have eight on the field, and there's a plus three. I'm, I imagine the plus three is that you can have on the bench three mm. foreigners on the bench. I think I think that's correct. Yeah. Right. So I I I think it's still remaining the same. There were rumors saying that you can have six foreigners on the bench, but that was it's probably not too viable. Um. Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. Like it doesn't make sense. First of all, you want our players are only going to be able to prosper here to a certain extent. There's like so much you can gain from being in the Super League. Our our league isn't really known for being obviously not like it's not top quality, but like just we're not known for producing top talent, mm-hmm. right? And if we really want the the national team to have the highest caliber of players, we need to send them to the top four leagues, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really count France as a top league. No offense to any French people here. That's like, what Mustafa thinks as well, but we'll uh, get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but England, for me, I, I feel like all of our players, if we could, if, I, if we could just send them to England, at, at worst, La Liga, even Sarri, I think Serie A is picking up pace and mm-hmm. starting to go past La Liga as of late. Uh, but yeah, no, bro. Once you send the players, though, that's also another problem, bro. You're not going to find another Kerem. Finding up to Kerem is already an issue, right? Because you see our rivals spending millions and millions of euros to only, you know, end up with someone like Summit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we Summit's know how man. he turned out. Mm-hmm. 
four something million, four point three, four point something million euros, and like, God, how are we supposed to find these players when we can barely find them ourselves? We had to bring Keta from the third league, right? You're not gonna get that lucky. But iPad, I mean, the kid tries, but the his skill gap or his skill cap is to a certain degree. And if you want to go to the Champions League and, you know, try to, like, get far in the Champions League, you need good players. You need, like, bro, does any top flight league have this kind of, like, rule? I know England has a, um, a homegrown type rule going, but that doesn't stop mm-hmm. them from playing um, 11 players on the field. Like, there's no incentive to have um, an 11. Like, you don't have to put an English person in the field, right? No. Do you or do you not? No. Right. Um, yeah, the English rules, if I may, for example, just to compare to the Turkish League, right? So in England, um, I, I recently looked this up. Um, an English team has to register at least 20, like has to register 25 players. Um, players who are, I believe, 20 years or younger are completely exempt from this. So they can pretty much, you know, um, uh, register as many youngsters as they can. Um, and they need to have a minimum of eight homegrown players. Now, what does homegrown mean in England? It basically means that a player has to have uh, three seasons of training slash playing at a football association affiliated club before their 21st birthday. If we like uh, translate this to, for example, our club, a player like Becknas, for example, who's been here quite some time, would be considered homegrown by, by I think, by now already or maybe soon. But due to our rule, you know, looking at nationality rather than has he actually played here or trained here or brought up, he's not like eligible to be played as a Turk, unfortunately, which means with this rule, he's just counted as a foreigner, which in the end blocks his progression, right? Like it's harder to use someone like him or like Yusuf Demir. Players like Mesut, Mesut Özil, <laughs> who <laughs> didn't even play one day in the Turkish league. Mm-hmm. Can come here and be counted as a, a you know Turkish citizen, a Turkish player, just because of his. It's so stupid. Passport. Yep. Just because of the passport. It's not even like it's because of the rule. Um, after a certain time, I think it was 2016. If you were a player, an active player with a Turkish passport, you were eligible as a Turkish player. But mm-hmm. I, I believe Yusuf Demir also has a Turkish passport. But since he wasn't an active player or. He picked, no, I'm sorry. He picked another team. He played for, uh, what was it, Austria? Mm-hmm. Yep. He played, I, I, yeah. I believe he played four games, four national Ooh. games. Right. Um, and you can only switch nationalities once you've played only like three or less. So by playing four, you kind of, of course, not knowing. What are but- these stupid <laughs> rules, man? What? Who is running this? Who? Why? You gotta just ask yourself who benefits from this, honestly. I I mean I think no one except I mean, maybe if, one club. No, but. yeah, Fenerbahce. Who else is gonna benefit? Who who else stockpiled every single Turkish talent? Well, not, I shouldn't say talent, but just Turkish player in the league. Fraud. Yeah. <laughs> right, like it's them that benefit the most. No one else benefits from him. I think only one other team wanted it, and that was Ankaraguju. But mm-hmm. you can see why. They're like broke as hell and they can't <laughs> afford any other player. And they have two, what, Turkish players that we gave them, Thailand mm-hmm. and uh, Emre Kulinc. Which, so, yeah, obviously which they're gonna you want know, it. if they're happy to keep them, you know, I'm willing to sell them to them. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah, of course, <laughs> for how much we got them. But, um, you guys can keep them. Yeah, so that, that was the news on the foreigner limit. Uh, it sucks, Also, also, let, bit, me, but, let mm-hmm. me just say one more thing. Didn't this um, TFF president also say, I will do what majority of the, uh, the clubs want? 
He said something along those lines. And majority of the teams, I think it was 12 teams or something like that. There was a couple of undecided. They were like, oh, I don't care if it stays or like, you know, is, mm-hmm. is abolished. But there's tw- like 12 that said, no, we don't want it. And they still decided to keep it. Yeah. Like. I mean, makes your question, right? Yeah. Like what? Like, they say one thing and then do the other, man. Oh, man. Well, in other news, somewhere from not Turkey, uh, we have our boy on loan, Mustafa Mohammed. Um, I saw it. So apparently they were having some uh, event for the LGBTQ community and they were, they want to go out with the kits, right? The LGBTQ kits and Mustafa Mohammed just refused to play with the kit. And so after that, they, uh, they sat him out and I believe they're going to find him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, well, if you up to me, look, I personally don't see a big deal with wearing it or not wearing it. Like, everyone should have their own opinion, their own, like, it should be their choice at the end of the day. It's a free world, right? No one's going to go and force you to wear, um, you know, an Islamic armband, right? Mm-hmm. To kill off Islamophobia, right? No one's going to make you wear that. None of them are going to wear that, right? Mm-hmm. So... If he doesn't want to wear it, I don't know. It's fine. Like I brought, who was it from Ajax? Was it Tadic, Tadic. who didn't want to wear the Turkish yep. um, armband after the earthquake events? Like, look, it's it's like it's messed up, right? But what do we say? It was it's his choice at the end of the day. What can you do? You can't force anybody to do anything in this world. Hmm. You got if they want to do it, they should do it. That's like the most natural way when someone wants to do it. If they're being forced to do it, what does that prove to anyone? You know what I mean? No, I completely get what you mean. And uh, I would say like uh, in a more, let's say not a professional uh, environment, like a regular environment, I would also say, bro, it's, you know, it's your own choice. I got to respect your opinion. Can't really force you. Uh, However, in this case, I'm a bit more uh, against his decision. Look, in the end, he wants to play in Europe, right? And France or Western Europe in general is more lenient. Or uh, you could say a bit more liberal on this. And in my opinion, as a player, I think he should, you know, in the end, it's just an armband, right? I think in the end, he should just comply and uh, go along with it. Because, like, your career is at stake. And he does, I mean, he's flirted multiple times with trying to, like, get a move to France in this case. So if he wants to put his ideals above his career, that's, of course, fine. But... From a football perspective, it obviously wasn't the right uh, choice to make. And I personally probably would have chosen the career path as well. Um, and even though you may not be pro or against it, in the end, it's, it still stands just for solidarity, right? It's nothing um, like he's not necessarily like casting a vote by doing it. He's just showing solidarity with people who are in the end marginalized in some of these countries. I don't think yeah. it's that bad. But again, that can, that can come from a more liberal uh, Islamic take from my side. Uh, I'm a bit more easy and lenient on that stuff. That's uh, how right, I think He said it's it. not in my ideals. And he made a, an announcement. He's like, oh, it's not in my ideals to wear something like that. It goes against my ideals, but... Yeah, I get that. But the thing is... like, like okay, Your career's on the line, bro. Not <laughs> now only no career, one in uh, France is going to want you. That, if you're going to be like that. that. First of all, and I don't, I don't only think France, right? In, like many more European countries. Basically by doing that, he advertises himself more towards like the Saudi league or something like that. They will probably be happy with that. Um, now the thing that I have more with that too is, of course, I mean, I do partly get it. On the other hand, 
like there's so much other uh like you know stuff going on around football if you really think about it like the amount of betting companies sponsoring it i mean for christ's sake the guy is playing like in short like in shorts and uh normally you should have like your uh, shorts below the knee for example but it doesn't do that of course because football goes before any other political thing or ideal that he has in his head so that should go first just like with this that's at least how i see it but yeah he's wearing uh i believe they were saying he was wearing advertisement for uh betting companies but he wasn't having any issues with that yeah right? exactly. so like if you're going to play the religion card you kind of have to be a little consistent otherwise you're just if you, you just you look like choose. a clown yeah if yeah you, exactly it, yeah oh well it sucks it also means for from our side um even though I think Mustafa in this current team would do much better than the, the stuff we had to live with last year. Still, if there was a like a good bid, like what uh, I believe Nantes were uh, going to give him or give us like six, seven million, I'll be fine with that and just you know, sell him off. But by doing this, well, that doesn't look yeah. like a possibility. Exactly. Oh, he just screwed us. Because we could have probably gotten a really nice player in his place for that money. You mm-hmm. know, and then Tamir Magic would have kicked in a plate. But Fuck magic. that is what yep. it is. Yep, 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 yep. Um. Okay, so another, I mean, <laughs> I, this is going to go outside of the scope of uh, football a little bit. But the elections happened and uh, it's going to go to a second uh, round. And with that, after we play our Sivas game... Our Ankara Gujur and Fenerbahce games will be postponed and resumed on a later date. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. Do you the... have any comments for that? We don't know the exact days yet. We're at the time of recording. Any comments? I mean, just kind of ridiculous that we have to postpone football matches due to that. But it is what it is. Uh... I think this whole year we postponed like. Uh... What was it? The earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the earthquakes. World Cup. World Cups. Bye weeks, oh, bye weeks, and then just a ton of st- like, like I, I'm sick of it. I just want to see my team play consistently, consistently. My ace is ours. We need to play all these games in May because that's when we're OP. I don't want to go into in June. June, man. <laughs> we'll lose it. Oh God forbid, bro. <laughs> we'll lose all that aura. Nah, nah, I nah bro. I <laughs> But yeah, just like you said, we finally had a stretch of uh, how many games now? Six, seven, and now again will go into some type of uh, interruption, which is bloody annoying, man. I just want the league to be over. I just want to win. Yeah, and whenever we come from, like, even if it's a week extra break, we just seem to not be in a game. But mm-hmm. thankfully, our next game is against Ankara Gujur. So I, I'm not trying to, like, underestimate Ankara Gujur at all here, but they're not in great form. They're at home, too. They're away. We're playing mm-hmm. them away, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, hopefully that game goes better than all the games we played when we came back from breaks uh yeah but that's about it it's like i don't really want to talk about the 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 you know the politics side of the sit gym of the elections no no we were uh we're gonna keep out of that uh the end i mean of course some politics will affect us but just the election itself like this is national this is just within turkey i think uh, uh we can just stay out of that yeah, like you said before, the the thing, <laughs> it's good that you brought it up because it just came back in my memory. Whenever we have a break, bro, we look so like, even if Walter White was our coach, we still wouldn't have any chemistry. Like that, <laughs> that. <laughs> the puns. No cohesion, nothing. 
No, we need like two free games to get back in. But after that break, we only have two games, really. It is uh, against Ankaraguja and Fener. At home, of course, but still. Let's just sort of pray for the Look best. Look at what Fenerbahce is doing to get the championship. Having the, the Sitchims go to second round. Shame on y'all. <laughs> uh, we're joking, of course. Um, the, Yeah, so speaking of uh, our rivals, why don't we have like a little rival watch? So our rivals beat Trabzonspor 3-1. And just so, finished. Yeah, and we're five points ahead. So if mathematics... You know, were to play out in our favor, we'd be champions by beating both Sivaspor and Ankaraguji guaranteed. But if we tie one and win one, we'd be going into the final game against Fenerbahce with a three-point lead. And mm -hmm. um, as long as we don't lose by more than three goals and or have a you know goal deficit that's lower than theirs, we are champions. So, yep. What do you what do you think our odds are? The thing is, with our club in general, is that we have this winner aura, and when it comes to clutch moments, we, we do deliver. Um, I expect us to, just like you said before, um, I expect us to actually uh, win both matches and go into the last game knowing we're champions and, you know, um, there's even been rumors that if that's the case, that Fener might not even, like, show up at all. Um, not sure how true that is, of course. can also just be some... Uh, uh, fan talk, but that's what I expect. And even even if it came down to the draw, I still wouldn't say that at home we lose more than three goals. Even if we would lose, at worst I expect like a one nil. Because defensively we were rock solid, as we'll also discuss later on when we talk about this game. Yeah, that's what I expect. I just wonder more for a rival in terms of in terms of Touch is just winning and winning and bro they they. Are they ever going to like lose? They might even take the second spot from Fener. That's what might happen. Yeah, so apparently um, if we win again the next game, I think uh, Besiktas's, um chances of being champions are, I think, done. Like, not mm -hmm. possible. Yeah. Because I think the max points they can get at this point are 80. So, yeah, if we win the next game, their odds are completely done. That's true, actually. Yeah, I read that too. Yep. Yep. We win so, one game, Pishtash are definitely not champions. Right. So their best bet is to be ch second place. So that's what they'll fight for if we win the next game. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, talking about future games, let's uh, take a little step back and talk about um, the Istanbul Sport game. 2-0 win. What do you think so far? Yes. Take a let sense, me, uh, uh, Saleh. Let me take you guys in. Normally it's John who's doing it, but as we've mentioned Oryasin. before... He's in Turkey, you know, he's doing his thing. Oh, 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 before, before we get into it, we have to give a shout out to Yasin. He, he, he specifically asked for, oh, yeah, some, uh, for some love. For, he, he, uh, he predicted a 2-0 win against Istanbul Sport and, well, it was a 2-0 win. So, big props to Yasin. Yeah, a big shout out, like, pff, like how he did that. My God, I think no one else could do that. That's like such an uh, Yeah, man, he should start a betting company. <laughs> He should become like one of those uh, during the World Fortune Cup, right? Tellers. They use uh, exactly those octopus or whatever. Just put Yas in there. Let him predict <laughs> something. It'll probably come out. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so normally it's John, but John isn't here. He's in Turkey right now. Yasin is probably in some random meeting again for four or five hours, so he can't be here. I'll be doing it now. And let me quickly go over yeah, match insights. So we won this game 
2-0 away against Istanbul Spor. Can you really say away? I felt like we played at home. Anytime Istanbul had the ball, they were like booing and uh, yelling. So, um, But we won 2-0. And our lineup? Our lineup, we had Kazım Can at the left. Uh, sorry, I should have started the goalkeeper. We had Muslera on goal, obviously. And then from left to right, Kazım Can, Abdulkerim, Victor Nelson. And we had Leo Dubois, who fills in for Sasha Bowie. Since he's suspended, uh, he took just too many yellow cards. He couldn't play. Um, then in midfield, we had Sergio Oliveira, Lucas Torreira. And up front, uh, Kerem, Dries Mertens, uh, Rashica, and Icardi. The XG, which I it's one of my favorite stats to look into. In the end, our XG uh, for Istanbul Spore was 0.27 versus ours, which was 2.73. We do have to note, of course, there was a penalty in it, which does raise it quite a bit by 0.8. But still, we had 2xG um, in the end. Now, that's still high. That's still high. And about the game. So I do have to admit that I had to rewatch the game on my own. Um, I rewatched it completely. And the, the, the thing that I got mainly from it is it was a average game i would say uh, average to above average game for what i expect from our side like we were facing istanbul Spor, who are just above relegation zone but they're not that good and in terms of chance creation and the way we finished and how we played in general was just steady i wouldn't say it was wow i wouldn't say it was like bad just just you know above very average. safe very safe exactly. we played very safe man if you think about it i don't i think muslera didn't hit the floor once once and this happened last game too so we're doing something right because last game we people were also saying oh we didn't play that great we weren't like our usual like super attacking you know full chances full press you know full mm -hmm. on you know berserk mode Gus said that we weren't playing like that but we were playing way more reserved and i think that's how you're supposed to play especially, especially during the champions like when champions yep. are running for the championship right when you're in first place, bro, every point counts these last weeks. You cannot afford to lose. Yes, so, that, that's true. Yeah. We played like really controlled, um, safe, just like you said. We just didn't take any unnecessary risks. Um, not one. No, and also in the beginning, like I felt like our defensive line, for example, wasn't always as high up as it uh, sometimes is. Just played, just tried to control possession. That's what we mostly did. Like for the majority of the game, our possession was around... 66 67 percent which is something that you know fans in the past have uh, criticized a bit about that our possession would be 40 50 percent but this time we took it uh, much higher we just like i said played it safer um but yeah just a safe game in general our in the first 10 minutes it started kind of stale i would say sergio took a few shots here and there uh one of which which did come close but not much did actually really happen until Rashisa hit the post, which did hurt. <laughs> I wish that get, did go in. Uh, it would have helped beginning. Rashitsa has been having a form drop lately, man. I've, apart from that and basically the event where he got fouled and grabbed the penalty, he and him, okay, so him, Mertens, and Oliveira, those three players have kind of been on a downward spiral in terms of form, mm -hmm. man. Especially Oliveira's. Like, I can understand Mertens. Mertens is getting older. Older, yeah. Right? And he's pressing. Not even, despite his age, Mertens is 
He's, he's 36, like he put, by the way. He's playing like a captain, like a true warrior, man. When he presses, people want to press with him. They see like, oh man, look, this guy is 30. I think he just turned 36. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. he's pressing. I'm a 20-something year old. Dude, I got to press too, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's probably one of the reasons why he ha- he's not doing as well because ha- he has to like perform more like um, physically than mentally. There was this one position that Mertens, uh, I don't know if you remember, but it, it's like a back and forth in the box. Tora laid it off to Mertens and his shot was like a pass to the keeper. Oh, yep. You remember yep. that one? Like you can tell, I don't know, dude, the Mertens, I remember from Napoli would fling those in no problem. But for some reason, whenever he came to golf today, it just seems like he, he his like, it's understandable that his like form will drop and dip a little bit, but especially... After coming back from that injury, I think that injury impacted him a lot, man. Coming back from yes. that injury, he hasn't been the same at he all. Su- after that injury, it felt like he actually did age. <laughs> Weirdly yeah, enough. he actually started playing like a 35-year-old, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> um, that's one thing, uh, or one of the reasons why I do say that the match wasn't wow. Because, look, we did create chances in the end. I mean, XG, of course, doesn't lie. But we either completely overhit it, and it became like a, I don't know, American football type shot where it just went way too high. Like Icardi had one of those. I think Rashid had one of those as well. Or our shots were just too tame. Like you said, like a pass. It is just, that's not really a threat. Um, and yeah, that's, that's just how the game went in general. Um, in the beginning, at least. Um, there was also a few moments where like nothing really happened. I would say between like the 15th till 25th minute ish and then something happened to nelson he received a, a head injury became an onion or like a fruit basically you, you know what i mean right which can uh, <laughs> yeah he had a bandage up. on top of his head <laughs> so funny when uh, players have that over their heads man <laughs> that looks really funny uh well, what did you think at that moment though because i was really worried even though i, I was watched back, shitting bricks man delete there for a good six seven like eight minutes or so wasn't over yeah like, uh, yeah i thought he probably had like a concussion or something you know something that's that would take him out of the game but apparently he had to get 15 stitches according to uh our club doctor i forgot his name um but anyway yeah 15 st- this guy is a true viking man this is what it, it reminded me of that billet Korkmaz, uh you know that whole thing with him and the arm bandage where he had to mm-hmm. like play with a bandage in that uefa final mm-hmm. dude he was a soldier and uh like Dude, he had this, like, I don't want to get too far in, but, like, his save at the end of the game, man, oh, yep. oh. But, yeah, no, dude, Nelson, when Nelson's not playing, I, I'm always um on the edge, man, because look at the games where he doesn't play, where it's, like, up to kid him and someone else, right? And we, 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 Khan, yeah. for example, or when he was playing with Emin Bayram, we were it's always, boy. You, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, we were like not great defensively. And Nelson is that sweeper, man. He's that guy. He's that insurance policy, you know. I have him on my crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know what I mean? And on Nelson, like some fans are already saying, right, that he might be sold this uh, summer, right? There's already well, been a, a supposed uh, a proposal, I think, by Atalanta for 15 million. However, yeah, get out of here. However, the club has already stated that you can get him only for his release clause, which I believe was at 25 million. Um, but mm-hmm. what do you expect? Because like you said, and I also share that opinion, his performances, whenever he's playing, it's just 
safe. Like you said, the insurance policy, whenever he's there, you just know that at the last moment, he'll be there to sweep it or to clean it up. Uh, any mess that's left from our other defenders. Because let's face it, like Abdul Kerim likes to drive forward. Hazemjan, bro, he's more like a winger than a fullback. Not to say that he can't defend, but he really likes to bomb forward. Uh, yeah, he yeah. won this game too. But Nelson's always there in the back. So what Nelson's do you expect, a actually? mensch, bro. Nelson is a mensch. Also, dude, um, he was going to leave. He had offers. I think he was going to go to Sevilla with Marcao, but he, like, um, it fell through. And I think Galceray... I heard this. I don't know if it's true. No one like ever said mm -hmm. it was true. Yeah, no one summer, came right? out and said it was true. But they said they asked him to just stay for now and we'll give you some leeway to leave at the end of the season, right? Because, I mean, at this point, he does deserve to go to whatever team he wants to go to. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, they offer us a decent amount of money. So if they don't offer 25 and say, look, we'll take him off your hands for 22, I think the club will be like, all right, here, go take him. Mm -hmm. You know, because if we do become champions, it's going to be worth more than just the three million we would have gotten otherwise, right? If we didn't mm -hmm. give him leeway, and we promised him. So, would you would you would you be content with that? Let's say twenty two million. If he does, uh, uh, if we do get, I the would fee have to be, bro. I would have to be. Look, he's the he's the guy, and when there are times where just okay, people need to move on. If we want to see Nelson become a better player, we need to let him go. And who's to say we can't add on a, like a, a clause that says, you know, if he gets sold down the line, 10 extra percent is going to go like into Tedes. our pockets, right? Mm -hmm. Or like Tellez, which took, I don't know how long for that <laughs> to go <laughs> it through. Did, it, it did take ages, yes. Dude, I felt like 10 years passed before we got that, that, <laughs> that extra cash. It also felt bad that he could have moved earlier, right? He moved a bit, just a bit too late. They only, I think May United only paid... 15 million. Well, I think if he went one, two years earlier, they would have probably paid like double at least. Yeah, like it was 25, really on fire. 30. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. When he went to enter, bro, he was killing it. Um, But yeah, no, man. Look, everyone is replaceable. Not to like, he's not expendable by any means, but I'm just saying like, we love Nelson. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be upset when he leaves. I will be very upset when he leaves. But let's remember like, who came to this club before and we were like thinking, oh, how are we going to replace them? There's always someone that will replace somebody and then uh, there'll be our new love child, okay? <laughs> and by saying that, do you have faith in our like current scouting team based on the, recruit yeah, dude. the recruitments that we have? Right? Dude, look at yeah, the, yeah, exactly. dude, our, our scout team, I think, is the best team in, in Turkey by far. Dude, our scout team is basically a scout team for Fenerbahce, so that should tell you something. <laughs> I mean, compared to last year as well, a huge difference because this is, uh, let me think, I think this is the only real uh, Elmas era signing that did work out. Maybe Barışalpe could say too, but he's not a regular. Also Bowie, no? Wasn't Bowie also? Uh... Oh, Bowie. Actually, no. Bowie too. Yeah. Those two. But besides that, not much really, you know, uh, happened there. But with this current season, as mentioned a dozen times before, all our recruitments so far have been really spot on. And By the way, okay, yeah, no, I just wanted to say, I think I heard this from Ur Karakulukcu. He said this scouting team was actually put in place way back in the ISAL era. Yeah, during um, Una oh, ISAL's era. Okay. Yeah, this started to like concoct at his, you know, tenure. So it's been getting better and better. 
since then, right? This this is the the team that also brought us Marcal, bro. Don't forget, right? So it's unfortunate that he's getting injured at Sevilla, but I'm pretty sure if he was playing regularly, he would be a monster. Oh man, bro! I, I literally before the podcast just started, I don't know why. Uh, I normally don't really look up older plays as often, but I, I just want to see Marcal again. I know he's injured, but I just want to count how many games has he actually played this season. This season in total, he's played, I think it was 10 games in total. And that's including like European games or uh, other cups, friendlies, I think. Only 10 in total. That's a shame. It's a shame yeah, for, unfortunate, uh, man. from a marketing perspective as well, right? Like, Yeah, uh, exactly, man. We want to market ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, like these injuries, injuries can happen. But like, because if you look at Galsaray's record, he's played almost all the games. So you yep. can't say, oh, he was, you know, injury prone. We didn't sell him. While he was injury prone, you know, he got injured when he was there. So exactly. he didn't go to them when he was injured. So they can't look at us and be like, ah, you know, they sold us a, a spoiled product. No, it's like he got injured on your time, on your field. When I'm on Reddit, <laughs> a few times I had to be like, no, no, guys, trust me. He's not injury prone. We never had this problem. I don't know what happened there. Uh, he suddenly became, uh, I don't know, Emre Tajdamir a wannabe, but he suddenly just became like, he just, he had the same injury, I think, just back to back. That's what happened. I, I, I no Floria water there, so that's why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wish, yeah, for, just the marketability, right? I don't want vultures to, whenever you have a good player, to come lurking around and then steal him away for a Ben like two, three million. Uh, those days have to be really over. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, anyway. no. So, then, all right. Going back to the match, then what happened? Um, we we got a we got a penalty. Um, now look a, the penalty. Do you think it was a penalty? Okay, <clears throat> I've watched it two three times, and I think it is a penalty. Look, I I get what you're probably gonna say because Rashica did shoot before he got fouled, so the ball was already pretty much going out. The foul came afterwards. However, it's still a foul, right? So, therefore, it should be a penalty. I don't think, just because it's in the penalty box, I don't think, like, um, a foul should be looked at differently due to the consequences of, you know, uh, getting a penalty against you as a team or for. So, in my books, it's a penalty. But I'm glad to hear what you have to say on it as well. So, look, according to the rules, as long as the ball is not out of play, right? And if you're Mm. getting fouled inside the box... It's a penalty. So let's say there's a corner, right? And the guy shoots the corner. It goes way over your head. There's not, there, you, nothing to do with the ball, but you get punched in the gut or something. It's a yellow or a red card, right? Like depending on how severe, you know, the, the, the foul is. Yes. Are they going to give you a pen for that? Yes, they're going to give you the... No one just walks away with a yellow and no pen in that circumstance. Um, but the, the question that most people have is, isn't there a foul way before... So apparently, people are arguing that Nelson fouled oh, Nelson. Eze. Yeah, no, okay, I remember. Right. That. Yep. But okay. then you know what's funny? Um, a different image came out from someone. Um, I think it was on Twitter. Twitter handle uh, football hatala or something like they go, they go and analyze uh, you know, the games. Oh, Hakem hatala. Yes. Oof. Right. 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 Goaded man. I they hope they're not biased. Analyze. By the way, they they seem really like uh, in terms of side fouls, they seem to. Favorous, no, as in, bias, bro. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? It does seem like it, bro. It does seem like it. But then there's another, 
There, there's another one, Super okay. League Hatalet or something like that. They're super biased towards Fener, so it, it kind of oh, like evens out. Can you also imagine like uh, <laughs> I don't know in a different league having like these fucking uh, ref ca- accounts open up and being possible? It's ridiculous, like this? man. But yeah, like no, only in Turkey. Crazy too. Yeah, I know exactly. It's only a Turkey problem as usual. <laughs> yeah, but no, like what he he grabbed the picture and as it actually steps on Nelson's foot before that initial foul that Nelson mm. makes, right? But they yeah. don't show that on being sports. They don't show well, that. We got we saw nothing of that. We saw like of course a, a quick glimpse from afar, but it that part wasn't shown. It was just shown the the part in the penalty box itself, which if you isolate it and only look at that, that's a penalty, right? Like no two Yeah, ways exactly. About it. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm not in <sighs> I don't know how like they're going to um, like fix these these like rules that can be interpreted differently, but they need to do something about it, man. Because apparently VAR can't do anything about that position that that Eze and Nelson position because that's up to the ref's interpretation of it being a foul or not. VAR can't say, "Oh, that was a foul." Apparently, that's how the how the rule works. Apparently, that that's how it works uh, in Turkey or just in general. You mean n- in, like VAR and how that's how VAR works in Turkey. Okay, okay. So because right. I, I do remember this, uh, these VAR instances do uh, show up in like other like for example Premier League. I, I do know that it's like still in the same attack or move or whatever. They can go pretty far back to still uh, revert the decision. But, right, right. Uh, Turkey, no, that's not, not what possible. I'm saying, but like no, 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 hmm. no. It's possible, but like. That type of foul, what they say was a foul, like Nelson jumping over Eze to fight for the ball, they're saying that VAR can't tell you, oh, that was a foul. That is up to ah, okay. the interpretation. So if oh, it's like a place. clear foul, like, oh, someone's stepping on your ankle, right? That they can say, oh, look, you should go take a look at that, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, penalty aside, Cardi is no longer taking Panenka's, man. Another uh, <laughs> banger of a penalty. Yep. I was... Were you, were you still worried when he st- uh, stood behind the ball? I'm always worried, man. I'm always worried. Especially when it's 0-0 zero, zero and we're struggling to find, you know, really open chances. Mm-hmm. I'm always nervous, man. I'm always also, nervous, but Icardi also, just smashed it in. Also being at like... Was, uh, what minute again? 45 plus 10, 11? It was like the like 60th that. minute, bro, yeah. when we took that penalty, something like that, bro. It's crazy, bro. Only in the Turkish league will you see something like that. 60th minute. How do you play an extra 15 minutes That's when there was an uh, extra eight minutes, I think it was, right? Was it they added eight minutes? Yes, they actually added eight minutes. That's true. Yeah. It wasn't the dying like minutes of extra time where they checked it, uh, the VAR position oh and then gave man the penalty. and funny yeah, that, yeah. You, that you say that uh, um what game was it again a few games ago when we again had like a crazy amount of extra time um uh, it also went to the 60th minute or so i remember like watching that game and like a few seconds before the extra time ended uh because my dad just arrived home he wanted to watch from the beginning again so we did that or like the goals basically that went to present time but it was still the first half. I was like confused as fuck. I was like, wait, what the fuck? It's the 60th minute, but they still play yeah. on the same side. That was like, ah, wait, Turkey, of course. 15, 20 minutes of extra time because of X, Y, and Z. It's crazy that it happens. Because in this extra time, we actually scored another goal. <laughs> Strangely enough. And it enough, was offside. It was, it was oh, I, I really hate that. It was like barely offside. I mean, okay, based on lines, it wasn't as barely offside. Like, there was still some gap between the two lines. But, man, that did suck. 
at first I did think that Icardi actually like scored it in, but it went through the defender and then he uh, tapped it in from close. Yeah, because he missed the initial hit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to get to, man. A lot of people um, thought that Icardi was playing well, but for some reason, I don't think he had a great game, especially in the beginning. Uh, like, yes, he scored the penalty and he scored, but it was offside and he scored another goal in the second. But it's like, I don't think he's 100% there, at least physically, right? I think mm-hmm. he still has some work to do. I, I don't know. I'm, I love Icardi. I hope he stays. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think that was... He's not at his, like, A game right now. That's where I'm, like, coming from. I get what you what mean. Do you, like, what do you think? Like, Am I crazy? Um, no. Look, he did what he had to do, as in... I mean, he did, he did score two goals in the end, and that's more than you can really ask. It's just more so the creativity part, where I feel like he's just, like you said, not on his A game. The, the link-up play between... Him and Kerem, although better than the last few times, still isn't as good as uh, the partnership the two of them, for example, had in the beginning of the season when Icardi just started uh, becoming a regular. Um, that, that just feels off. And he, in the second half, I know we're going to get into that right now, but in the second half, he also missed an open, uh, you could say like an open goal. He had like a clear shot on goal. But I don't know how he shot it, but it went really high up. Like he completely missed it. Those are the things that it was just a tad bit sharper, right? A tad bit more in his A game. Yeah. He would have scored and those funny enough, there. people thought Kerem was bad, but I actually like Kerem, man. Kerem, he just provides so much diversity in our team. He puts in a lot of work. He puts in a lot of work and he's playing, you know, it's crazy because he doesn't have the same person that's playing behind him every game for, you know, more than five games. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Cosm John's been playing the last couple of games, but you never know when it's going to switch to Dubois or it's going to switch to uh, Adi Kukbe, and he's making it work. Sam. Yeah. Sammy boy. Yeah, no, like, but then again, like, yes, he makes a lot of mistakes. I get it. He makes, he misplaces a lot of passes, but man, like, he just shows up everywhere when you need him. And once he just stops making those mistakes and he just slows down and just makes the right pass instead of, like, rushing, bro, he's going to be insane. He's going to be insane. That's the thing. Um, I feel like, just like you said, his passes are sometimes just a bit rushed, like not as well fought. Because, look, in his position, it's normal when you take the amount of duels that he does, when he tries to dribble as much, it's it's obvious that he can't always win those and will lose the ball. Exactly. Um, Probably more times than not. But just wanted, like, the the few passes that do arrive, you just hope that it does, you know, reach a player in the end that can then finish up. Because he did he did have a few, like, good, um, how do you say, cutbacks, right? But there was just no one to deliver. It's just just in between, like, an Icardi or a Mertens. Or somewhere later, second half, <laughs> which I find kind of funny, he gave a pass to, like, a left corner, but, like, literally no one was there. Like, what the... Okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> if, he, if he just gets rid of those type of stuff, because... Since uh, since he got a few uh, you know punched in the head by Marcao, bro, his <laughs> defensive work and the way of you know he tracks back and um, also like you know tries to tackle players and just win the ball back. That that's like really good. I really commend him for that. He didn't do that as much before. It's just when going forward, and again something you work on, but the, the final touch just isn't there yet. But. Like you said, the outcry as much. I didn't think Kerem did uh, really have a bad match. The one that maybe had a bad match, you could say, was a bit Sergio. He just tried too much. Just the amount of shots he just kept taking. 
That's also why you got sucked up. I don't have a problem with the shots. I don't think it was the shots. I mm. think it was more of the 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 lost balls. Like he kept losing a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that, especially in the midfield, bro. Nah, you can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's also true because um, in the first half, because I I remember one position where he did lose the ball, where uh, Istanbul did actually go a bit towards the goal. We still it was still nil nil at that point. I mean, should also not forget we scored at the forty fifth plus eleventh minute, pretty late on. And that's where uh, Okan decide to make the sub. Then the question becomes, was it the right sub to bring in Mitcher? Because to me, I didn't feel like he added that much. I was expecting a bit more. What do you think? Look, I think for once, Okan's subs were like on point, on time. Okay? Like he made some great, great subs. Mm-hmm. Uh, not reactive. I think he this time made... it was more active. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was active, not reactive right he listened to the pot <laughs> yeah he listened ahead. to your boy yours truly nah no no i think he did a great job uh it's it just felt like we never lost steam and it made it like i think we played a little better or more controlled again and we were able to distribute the ball a little better especially um in that midfield it's just one thing about Misha is that he's not sergio Oliveira in the sense of being able to pass to the wide you know angles and You'll never see him in the box. You'll never see Mitchell in the box. Whereas Oliveira, this man, oh, you'll see him in the box. Like in the first half, he had a header that went out. If you, I don't know if you remember that. If he scored that, that would have been crazy. But no, like he, Oliveira is always a threat. But the problem is he can be a threat to our own goal as well at times. Yep, liability at times as well. He, he can be a very big liability. So like I think Okonho, he, He's like lax yeah, exactly. sometimes. It's really frustrating to see. Just too slow. Yeah, um, so it's like before he makes a big mistake and just like blows up, I think he made the right decision to take him out and put Mitra in. Because Mitra has been pretty decent when he comes in, you know, and to play like 30 to 45 minutes. I, I don't think I saw a big problem with the way he played, to be honest with you. But one thing I do want to talk about is you got to talk about Zaniolo, man. Yeah, why? Not joking, of course. Yeah, why, uh, why, why should we talk about him? Why should we talk about him? Okay, you only so, try to, you know, uh, take someone's balls out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, so what we're talking about is uh, Rashica was being subbed out at the 69th minute. And while looking at our bench, our options were like someone like Baris Alper, Yunus. Um, no idea where Yusuf is. I guess... Man, doesn't like exist a, anymore, man. <laughs> I think there's more like an experiment, like a Make-A-Wish Foundation type thing. He just came here, you know, bald one time and yeah. then uh, disappeared. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, we brought in Zaniola again, of course, being uh, our most expensive recent transfer. And what a game he had. He had a total of two touches and got a red card. <laughs> so what happened was, basically, uh, who gave the pass again? I, I forgot, actually. Uh, I think it was Dubois, most likely. Um, who gave like a, 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 a long ball and... No, no, no. I think you're misremembering it. Mm. No, it, you... it wasn't a pass. He controlled it and he was running. And then he tried to he passed it to Kerem, but he slid while he did it. And mm. then he he like picked his leg up and then he hit the the Istanbul Sport player like really close to his hip, like the in, inner hip, right? Mm-hmm. And then like they had to go to VAR to check if it was a red, which in my opinion, a hundred percent red. There is no question about it. 
Some people are saying it was on purpose. I don't think it was on purpose, but I see where they're coming from because before he even came into the game, he was get, like he got tilted at something. I think it's because the the side ref was like, "Yo, your shin guards or something like that. You need to wear those mm-hmm. or something. Something that has to do with protection." And he flung his water bottle on the ground. He got pissed. I don't know why we have like anger issues in this team. Sometimes you'll see Kerem go off like he was going and fighting with um the Istanbul Sport bench Inch, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, like, like well, I don't know what's going on, but the some anger issues are, like are residing within this team, and something that Okunhoja needs to address. But yeah, that was the red card. It's like a total of six minutes, man. Jesus Christ, <laughs> how do you manage that? <laughs> you know who, who yeah, did that actually? The, the 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 player from Antalya Sport. I forgot it was um uh, was it the Japanese dude? Oh, he played, yeah, I, remember. I think he was all in this field for like two first, minutes, I think. Wasn't Max. it also like his first game or yeah, maybe, or something maybe like first that. and then family came to watch him <laughs> and he just got a red straight away and then, yeah, that was that. Yo, yeah, that uh, was hilarious, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zaniolo, really unfortunate. Is the red card? I would also say yes. Um, was there bad intent? No. Because... Uh, what I... Okay, I didn't, I didn't quite remember what happened before. Uh, I don't know how I wrote it down, but... Um, when he slid, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is a red in the end. He just held his boot up way too high. If he just tried to lower it at least, I know it's easier said than done. Maybe due to balance, he held it up. I have no idea. Anyway, it's a red card. And like you just said, <laughs> when he went to the tunnel, he started smashing that shit. There was also this Twitter link someone sent to me where you could see a better angle. I was going like full, like Mortal Kombat on that thing. Uh, I hope he's well. Like, like I think you commented on as well uh, in the group saying that he needs Jesus. Well, he definitely needs that. Needs I, yeah, that therapy, man. What the hell's wrong with him? Like, like shit can happen. I, I don't think. Look, actually, now that I think of it, there's this sentiment going on of um, fans saying that Asanulu should leave. He's like really not it, etc. Um, what are your thoughts on that in general? How how bro, have you what? seen him so far? Come on, bro. Like, I think that's okay. too early. That's a little excessive, man. Like, yes, he's not having... Look, you can, you can only expect someone to be, at a certain point, only playing 20 minutes here and there. Like, what are you expecting? Like, yes, the reason this kid actually came to the, the Turkish League is because he wasn't having a good time in Serie A. Like, he wasn't on form. He came from two injuries, right? And you got to give him time. Injuries. Yeah, Two ACL injuries, man. You got to give him some time. When he did play from time to time, do you do see? I I personally see some of that magic people you know praise him for. It's just not consistent, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we gave fifteen million. You have to take risks like this from time to time. There's no scenario where you don't take any risks and you always profit from it. No, that doesn't. That's not how the real world works, man. Yusuf was a risk. Well, it kind of blew up in her face, but that's maybe mainly <laughs> because the foreign limit. Also, it I'm is. not even sure what. You like um he what position he plays like what is this kid like wh- what position is he made for like what does he play is he at number ten Nah he plays in the car driving around in some story <laughs> that <laughs> Nah I also don't know uh, what position he exactly plays because you I would think... expect you would expect him to be able to play in a number ten in you know to back up Mertens but he can't even play there like how bad can you be It's not even that he can't play it, he's not even on the bench as an option he's like never here Yeah like. Like, I don't what's know, going man. on? And they said, the Yusuf discussion is uh, <laughs> it's always a thing. We still don't know what 
I, I mean, what's he doing here? That, that's like a cool job actually to take if you think I think about that's it. one of our worst transfers. I know we don't talk about it because, well, we're heading into the championship head first right now. It seems like mm-hmm. we got, you know, our hands dipped in it so far. But mm-hmm. I think if it was like if we weren't in first place right now, it would be a very big talking point. They need to address this. Like six million. Like I like when we got him, I thought it was so excessive. Like it was like some play, like a player that we did not need. And like I remember Yasin making the argument that he's young and he could you know show himself here and like go to bigger places and whatnot. Which which but of like, course is true. Still, it's true. But- no, don't get me wrong, but I think it was still excessive. Considering the fact that there was a stupid foreign rule in place, you don't Which need also another isn't one. isn't going away, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not going away. Um, but yeah, no, man, I don't know. I really don't know. But Zaniolo, man, he needs some therapy and God. So, okay, yeah, you're on the, uh, I guess, same camp as me. It's still too early. Just like you said, he came from a certain situation. Yes, of course, knowing... You know, that he was praised like a uh, next Italian uh, talent come from Syria. You might have expected more. On the other hand, he's not played consistently at all. Like, even for us, how many start has, uh, starts had he uh, had? He had one, and that was up front as a striker. That's like yeah, exactly. not his role. And he still did well. He didn't do bad. I thought he did pretty decent for like a role that he's not used to. For a role that he never played, he still got into positions. It's just... Again, it's seen in negative light. He's a little because selfish. He couldn't, he couldn't finish. Yep, that as well. Um, right. But I, I expect him to come good uh, next season, especially uh, if you do go through the, I don't know, 20 uh, qualification rounds of uh, Champions League. I, I, I do, uh, you know, I hope think to that see was the goal. I think, I think when we bought Zaniolo, I think the I, what they told him was, look, you might not get time in the Super League as much, but... In next season, when we're playing Europe, we're going to be in Europe guaranteed either way. If it's in the Champions League, EL, or Conference, right? We're going to be there. Um, we're going to play. I think what we're going to do is play him in those games and continue with Rashica if he stays, which I assume he will because Norwich is just not doing that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything can happen. I think Rashica will play in the Super League and I think Zaniolo would play... In the or, uh, in the Champions League. League or the EL, yeah, group stages or the playoff games, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I think, for Zaniolo, that's all I want to say, man. But there's, dude, after we were 10 men, right? Did you feel like we were 10 men down? Um, Did it feel like we no, were that, ma- that's down a man? The, yes, that's also what I wrote down. Um, look, even though we were down to 10 men, even though we lost possession mostly, because like I said before, we, we had a steady... 66, 60%-ish possession, and we dropped down to 30, 35. I still didn't feel that worried. I, I only felt worried due to the score because there's only one nil at that point. But right. Not worried in the sense that we were gonna get outplayed or that you know Istanbul Sport will rip us apart. And uh yeah. you know, of course they took more shots, but in, in the end it still wasn't you know that dangerous. So no, I wasn't worried at all, and I do have to plot the team. And this is what the championship team should do. That even after, you know, being in a disadvantaged situation, to still keep yourselves cool and keep your head up. Just, you know, defend like you... Uh, Look, just play like you do in training. Even, even though this team went down to 10 men, they didn't concede. I, they, we still felt like... I don't think Muslera sweat one bit that whole game. Okay? 
And this team, we say it's Istanbul sport, but they still scored three goals against Fenerbahce. Okay. They <laughs> gave um Besiktas a run for their money, but this was in the first half where they tied 2-2. Okay. And look, I think Nelson is getting a lot of the praise and Icardi gets a lot of the praise, but one person that really, really, I think is like the core reason why we're defensively good is this dude, Torreira. Torreira. Dude, yep. Torreira is insane, Octopus. man. Octopus, he's everywhere. He's so good, man. I can't believe we got him, man. Former Arsenal player, but he's a winner. No wonder he left. No offense. No, no, no. I'm it's sorry. I had good. to crack that joke, bro. No, no. No, that, bro, he's... He... I don't know. His stamina is just crazy. Because we didn't sub him out. And still, till the very end, he's everywhere. He does a, basically what we in the past needed two people for. He does it on his own. Exactly. Right? Like last year, we, we needed uh, a Berkan with uh, Thailand or... Uh, man, I already forgot who else did we actually use. Chikledao. Chikledao. Other plays in defensive midfield. We usually needed two. But Torreira, I mean, he kind of has to with Sergio on his side. Sergio's defensively a liability. He's kind of, you know, yeah. I don't want him on the ball uh, when we're pressured. But Torreira is just crazy good. Now, of course, this can mean that he really... Uh, well, it can, of course, mean two things. Being a South American player and a foreign player, it either means that, of course, he just tries his hardest to either, you know, get himself a transfer or he really puts his heart uh, all out. Whatever is the case, he's just insane. The amount of tackles, the amount of duels he wins, the amount of shithousery he pulls off, like the dark arts of football, that, you know, when it's against you, of course, you hate it. But when it's for you, you'll praise that. The way he wins these stupid fouls, it's just good, man, bro. I love this guy. Stupid Like John fouls. said before. Yeah, stupid fouls. You know what I mean, right? Like the overacting type stuff, but you still win it. Uh, that, you know, when it's against you, you really hate that. Like, uh, we all know that uh, famous one uh, when we had the derby against Fener, like, uh, who was it again? Metaka Yandash or some, something like that. When he does that type of shit, bro, it really riles you up. But, you know, when it's our guy, I don't mind at all. Just keep doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. play that mental game just waste time because uh, again 10 men 1-0 up still uh... and we still kept them at a .27 XG it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. this game .27 and Bashak share .17 .17 bro in two nope. games our opponents didn't equal more than one XG the, the only thing Istanbul Spor achieved uh, compared to Bashak share is just having shots inside the box I think like 2-3 but besides that Again, like no chance created at all. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, our boys are doing God's work in defense, man. It's, and that's what brings us championships. If you remember Hamza, Hamza Olu's championship, dude. It's, I think, how many games did we win? One nil, one nil. Musa mm-hmm. had a crazy season that, that, that year. Um, but the defense was quite solid as well. And yeah, no, I think the only person we didn't talk about was um, John, man. Some people did not like Cosm John, but I kind of like Cosm John. No. I liked him. Him the and thing, Dubois. Yeah, the, the thing um, why probably people didn't like Cosm John as much um, is just, it basically just came down to the fact that the way we play, Cosm John is usually way more forward, right? So whenever Istanbul went forward, they do attack through the right side more often than not, which also meant that 
Abdul Karim did have quite a few one one on ones versus uh, you know one of their attackers. Well, usually you would prefer to have you know your fullback at least there as well, so you can easily right. uh, either you know together try to pressure him or uh, you know mark differently. But th- that's the thing; he does leave gaps. And uh, Kazimjan, even though we did see it against Bashakshir, for example, how he can play in like bigger match too, right? Um, Against better opponents, I do see why he could be seen as a, like a liability, and that's perhaps the reason why Okan also preferred uh, crazy Adi Kukbe sounds. for so long. Yeah, Sam for so long because Sam is he more plays defensively a bit more minded. Safer. Yeah, exactly. He does play safer. Look, doesn't look good on the eye. Manhandled. <laughs> that's true. It doesn't look good on the eye, but compared to Kazimjan, I can see why Sam was used more often. All around, still, I have nothing to complain about Kazuchan. Of course, hindsight's a beautiful thing. We did win in the end. Uh, if he did lose or draw, you know, questions could have been asked. But so far, yeah. I do like his hunger and the way he plays. Uh, he so, plays for the badge. That's what's important. So for me, the biggest problem with him was, um, I it was a corner, I believe, or freaky. I think it was a corner, and on the return of the corner, he was the last man, and he was trying to like cross whoever it was, I think it was Roca. And if he was Eze, if it was Eze, we were going to concede because Eze is fast as hell. And <laughs> Kazim is not as fast as Eze, right? But the guy that got the ball from him was not very fast. And our team, they all got back to their positions quite quick. If it was any other player that's fast, we would have probably most likely conceded that. Um, but bad side from Kazim I think with time he'll realize that oh I can't be pulling these stunts you know being the last man it's very dangerous what I love about Kazim is if Kerem is not available to pass forward he doesn't turn around and pass back what he does is either cuts into the midfield like he like you know crosses the player and goes in which just opens up the game so well I love that from players I love when like our wingbacks do that right mm-hmm. Sasha Bowie does that from time to time and also, he he can pass, man. He passes to Mertens when they're open. He'll see some... Like, sometimes he'll misplace the passes. Bro, these guys are still young. They will make mistakes. We have to accept that. Otherwise, there's no... Uh, dude, name me one player. They're not messy, man. They're not going to be able to be a god, you know, from the get-go, right? Even Messi had his moments when he was still young and, you know, he came... Like, Ronaldinho had to carry this kid to greatness in the beginning stages, man. Okay, so you gotta like people gotta give Cosmo a little bit more time, but like he has a lot of good qualities that fits our style of play, and you just gotta like let his um defensive traits build up a little bit. Other than that, I think he had a decent game. On the other side, I don't know about Dubois. I think Dubois, dude. I think Dubois is like, dude. I'm never gonna play because Bowie's always playing, and <laughs> he just. <laughs> He looked out of form as, as if he didn't play for a year. And basically, he didn't play for like a year. I think he has like maybe less than 10 games total for us this season. Really? I mean... Although, mm, yeah, nah, if you I mean, add in all the cup games, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure Dubois didn't play that many games. Probably like in terms of total minutes, perhaps yes. Uh, because, I mean, we do sub him quite frequently, but if you mean as like a starter or having like full 90 minutes... Like yeah, a I full think, 90 minutes. Yeah, I know. Full then 90 minutes. You're probably true. Indeed. Uh, didn't play uh, that much. But again, I, as a sub, like, you can only dream of a sub like this. He's still very quality. It's not 
whenever he comes on as well. And again, shout out to uh, our scouting team or our uh, unit team in general. Don't feel worried at all when he comes on. It's not, it's not like uh, who should I compare it to? I don't know. A few years back, if you had like Sarachi, and then he comes off for like Umer, bro, that's like a drop off in quality. That's like going from a a good play to something that's like like we just see. He plays at Apes, what I think now. Um, yeah, that's a okay. Huge, I'm looking up the difference. stats. Mm. He played a total of 24 games, but the time for Super League it was 20. He had 955 minutes. So, like, basically 45 minutes. Never, hardly ever full 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he basically played, I mean, it's this one's easy to calculate. He basically just bet more than 10 full matches. Like, almost 11 full matches. But yeah, you're exactly. right. He only played, like, 10 matches, pretty much. Uh. Yeah, no, so... um. Uh, Bowie's back thankfully I think he's not going to see the rest of the season at this point Dubois he can go on like early <laughs> vacation or something um, but yeah no I think we talked about Everything. everybody except the yeah. last goal uh, the last goal card date that dude oh, Nelson man Whew. Yeah. dude that if broke. Nelson didn't make that save I think it was GG's yeah, can you uh, talk a bit more through what happened because indeed it was a uh... So it, it it went from a one one to a two nil basically. Right. So it's like some Avenger type shit, man. He, this man saved us. He went into the future and saw what happened, and he just saved it, dude. So what happened was, um, Istanbul Sport put a long ball out. It kind of caught us off guard. There was two people surrounding Nelson, so Nelson had to make a play. Either I saved, I hit this mid air while it's coming from behind. Or I'm going to be stuck on a 2v1 situation. So he saved the ball mid-air. And it turned out to be a pass straight to uh, Keram. And Keram passes it to Budish Apad. And for once, for once, Budish Apad doesn't just do the, the wrong thing. Just act <laughs> like a headless chicken. And dribble it into you know the box and lose it. He stops and looks for Keram and passes to Keram. He was and like, Kerem, oh wait, this is a team sport. Let me pass it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, you're supposed to pass. Oh, what, what the wow. hell? Okay. <laughs> right. I yeah. do have some IQ. <laughs> anyway, so he passes to Kerem and Kerem beautifully lays it off to uh, Icardi and Cardi just needles also, it through the, uh, the yep. yeah, do the keeper to the, the left corner of the, the, the goal. And dude. What a finish that can was. You, dude, what a finish. It was after missing an easier shot. To be quite frank, that opportunity that most people are talking about, the ball was bouncing. So it is kind of hard to, you know, lay that off to a corner when it's bouncing. So I can't really blame McCarty too much for that. An informer McCarty could have probably compensated for that. But regardless, the man manages to score a harder goal <laughs> at the end of it. So yeah, and the, no, gesture, uh, the gesture afterwards <laughs> too, taking Kerema on his back. Yeah, he's, so. dude, him and Kerem have this, like, amazing chemistry right now, man. Him and, uh, what was it, Jesse Pinkman? Mm. Yeah, Walter White. Hopefully it doesn't Pinkman. end the yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if there's any spoilers, but, uh, yeah. No, yeah, so uh, that's basically what happened. Nelson is a true Viking, man, and he played without any fault, despite having 15 stitches in his head, bro. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what a game, man. Anything else, anything you uh, want to add? Anything else? Um, only what did you think can... of the substitutions? Yes, like I don't know, you 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 didn't touch that... up on it, but like after the red card, 
Mm-hmm. Okan Burek made a ton of stops. He brought in. Um, well, why don't you take and uh, yeah, yeah, take a so, stop? So what happened is after Zanula got the red card in the 79th minute, Okan decides to make two subs, and I don't know. I wonder what you were expecting, but I was expecting to go more defensive, even though Istanbul Sport were there for the taking. They aren't that good. I still expect that you know what, lads, we're one nil up. Uh, with championship to win, let's just play compact and uh, perhaps just on the counter. But what he did instead um, is just sub like for like. We got Dubois out for Khan Ayhan. Uh, so, yeah, a defender for defender. And we took out Mertens for Baruch Alper Yilmaz. Uh, what did I think of this? Again, looking at our bench, I think the right moves. Um, I, I couldn't really ask for anyone else. Like, instead of Khan Ayhan, what other defender could have been? Well, then we only have Sam, but if I have to choose between the two, I'd rather have Khan Ayhan then come in. Um, especially since Sam is also left back. Kalsjan was already playing there. And Barsh Alper for Mertens. Um, yes, even though we question sometimes Barsh Alper's IQ, etc. But what, what Barsh Alper, what we always praise him for is he brings in a lot of physicality. And he's a nuisance to the enemy defense. Like compared to Yunus, Yunus was more technical. I feel like he yeah. he poses less of a threat with his body itself. He he poses more of a threat maybe with his IQ. But if it's like man to man, and that's how Istanbul did, you know, play, then I'd rather have Barish Al Pedilmas. So I think the subs were again, just like the first uh, other two. I know Zanyolo uh, worked out wrongly, unfortunately, but the subs made sense. I think those were good subs. I, I couldn't have asked for anything uh, anything else. Maybe you could have said instead of Mertens like uh, 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 Berkan, you know, and play more of a 4-3-3. Uh, that could have also worked. But 4-3-2 basically because we're down a man. Yeah, uh, we're down a man. That's right. Um, but the thing is Berkan hasn't played like almost at all as of late. And Baric has. Yeah. So it was the safer option to go with him. Yeah, no, we need physicality in these times. Uh, Yunus, I don't think Yunus... Dude, Yunus defensively is just not... For some reason, he just couldn't get to that level. Whereas Keram made that leap. And you can see he made progress when it comes to defending. But Yunus just does not seem to be able to get to that point. And Yunus, you kind of want Yunus in a situation where they're actually leaning back. And you need someone with um, good ball control who could take uh, people one-on-one open up some space for the team. That's where you really would want Yunus. But like, yeah, I felt like Okan Buruk's substitutions were on point. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there was never a moment in the game where we felt like we lost control and Istanbul Sport were coming at us with full, like, full force, full throttle. So from that point, you could just expect, or like you feel that the, the, like the, the, the substitutions were correct. So mm-hmm. props to Okan Hoja at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, see, this is what we say, bro. The man doesn't make a mistake two times in a row. Max three. That's one of the advantages of... Uh, yeah, that's something that Summit doesn't like as much. You know, being consistent. Uh, Okan is more of a tinker man. He likes to tinker a lot. But also yeah. comes with advantages. Learn a lot. Learn quickly. And like you said, he brought in the right players. Um, because, yeah, Yunus, in my opinion, is more of a luxury player. I think as a sub, he would make more sense if we're already, uh, I guess, on the front foot. You know, to maybe close down the game a bit more, just give that final key pass or whatever. But since we're yep. one man down, 
I'd rather have the physicality of a Badr Alpen Yamas. Besides that, who else did we have? I mean, we had Juan Mata, but like, uh, no, <laughs> no. Like, we don't need that. And Gomez, yeah. I mean, also no like, said. Uh, no, thank you. We don't need that. He has no pace. Like, even if he wants to counter or do something, well, what what is he gonna bring? Not much. Exactly. Nothing that yeah. Icardi can't handle, right? Yep. So there's yeah, that. With that said. Yeah, so uh, what do you think Ocon has in store for the Sivas Sport game? Let's uh, talk a little bit about that. What's your S- thoughts? Yeah. I'm so afraid. I- I'm starting to become more like you, I feel like, in terms of these uh, predictions. Because um, <laughs> the few times that I've given them, <laughs> the opposite happened. <laughs> or, yeah, I've also been like caught in 4K, right? With that one prediction that... Uh, 4-0 uh, or something yeah, like four, that. Uh, it's not going to be a 4-1, and it exactly happened like that. Um. But yeah, just looking at um, form and how the teams are doing, see us. Okay, it's a team we don't like, and Raza Chalambay does not just like us. Does not. They're like missing us at four players. Those they're they're missing four players. Yetabare and and uh, Erdogan Yeshayurt, and I forgot the other okay, two. The starter. Okay, so that's what what I was going to ask: were they starters or not? But I heard a few names. Yeah, they, those are definitely starters. Yeah. Um, yeah, Siwas are uh, not in great form. <laughs> Again, jinxing it so hard. Um, they're winless. Um, I think in... Yeah, they haven't won against us in a while too. And just because we play at home, it's against a team that's not really in form. Um, play actually in two days, but I expect a win. The goal difference, however, I'm going to just go safe. Say uh, a 2-0. I do actually, actually expect it. 2-0 victory. And with this win... 2-0 victory. Yep. And with All this right. win, just like we said before in the beginning of the episode, we basically need... I mean, in the worst case scenario, if we just get a draw, we'll, we'll probably have the championship sealed. If we get a draw and a win against Ankara Gujar, we go into the last game with three points in hand. So... Yep. Yeah. All right. And, uh, so, what do you say? <laughs> no, I'm not, not saying a score. nothing. You say nothing? Not nothing at all. Not even like okay. Well, what, do, what do you want me to say? I hope we win. You know, I'm not yeah, gonna okay. say. Not gonna say we're. I hope we lose. You know, no. It's like I always okay. hope we win. Let me put it differently. What do you think of Sivaspor? Look, Sivaspor is just they play differently when it comes to us too, and they're also they are like still struggling in terms of the, you know, standings. Right? They're not completely safe. If I I would have to look at the Super League the table. table again, but yeah, yeah, I don't think they're completely safe right now. I think so. Um, yeah, to add to that, I think like in the Super League, we do have two candidates who look like they'll be relegating, which are Umeranyaspor and uh, Yasin Giresun. Yep. Unfortunate. The ah, goat team. The goat team because of what they did. Um, but the rest, I believe there's like, okay, so they're uh, title candidates, which are, you know, of course, us, Fener, and Long Shout, but Ishtash, you could still say. Then there's like a mid table. And then there's the bottom, which is, I believe, Alanya till Istanbul Sport. We're all, all on like 36, 35, 37 points. So even though relegation doesn't look that likely, it can still happen to any of these teams up to 10th. Uh, exactly. Spot. You never know what happens. It's unlikely, but they're going to want to win against us. Hmm. Or look, they, they could go all off against us, or they can try to beat Konya Spore and Kayseri Spore. At their house because they have two home games. So let me put it this way then, since you can't uh, exactly answer. Look, 
Are you more I, I worried about Sivas or Ankara Gücü? Because I would I'm say more personally uh, about... Ankara Gücü, myself. Hmm. Look, if it wasn't Riza Chalambay, I would not be as concerned, but I'm more concerned about the Sivas game. Because for some reason, I don't know if you noticed, we play a little, you know, on the edge when we're at home. I feel like we play better away mm. when we have pressure on us than we do at home. So with that said, I think this is why I'm more concerned about the Sivas game. Right? Hopefully I'm wrong and we win. <laughs> but if you were to ask me, I am more concerned about the Sivas game. I'm not going to give predictions though. More worried about Summit. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Summit's main uh, main man. Yeah, it is a All right. Yep. I think that's it. I think we covered uh, yeah. pretty much everything. And in two, ga- yes, two days' time, we again have another game, which um, I say before, I hope I can attend. Uh, I'll be having a wedding, unfortunately, so I'll have to be watching over there on my phone. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. All right. And with that said, thank you to all of you guys from around the world for tuning in and supporting us. Again, we appreciate your never-ending support. We get messages uh, asking us when the next episode is. We- <laughs> We wish we could get to these episodes and, uh, a lot earlier. And we have our moderator who's like uh, pranking them by telling, yeah, no, it'll be uh, combined with another episode. I saw that. I yeah, we'll probably get it to you by Monday or after <laughs> the game, something like that. Now, but we got you guys. Thank you guys for, you know, tuning in. If you have any questions for us, you can hit us up at the Lions Den GS on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a Discord. You can hit us up for an invite and we'll give you a special GOAT status when you come through with an invite through Twitter or Instagram. And with that said, take care. Peace out. This has been episode 56 of The Lion's Den. Bye-bye.